Hi, friends. Welcome. This Hi. week. This week we are doing something a little bit different just because we wanted to kind of have a little bit of a week off where we could just read some arcs and things like that that didn't necessarily fit in with the episodes that we were doing. So we decided to do a bit of a get to know us episode. And we obviously threw out some uh, questions. We have a lot of questions. I'm excited. Um, So we're going to answer those. And then we've got some questions for each other as well, just for a bit of a laugh. (laughs) I do not know how this is going to go. Yeah, look, who knows? Um, Let's start with, I guess, why we decided to start this podcast. So I think it was just a random thought one evening over a couple of glasses of wine in December. And then our husbands were like, you should start a podcast about these books that you read. People would probably like it. And we were like, sounds fun. So off I went to buy a microphone. And then Amanda was like, oh, we're doing it. (laughs) Yeah, look, I think that's the way a lot of things happen in our life. Um... (laughs) And then, alas, the podcast was born. Yeah, look, um, I definitely think we're a bit fucking crazy at times. Um, <laughs> that's the easiest way to explain it. Um, but certainly I don't regret doing it. I think it's been a, a great experience because like the amount of things that we have got to do, like the the amount of people that we've met, the authors that we've met, like, and so many people just with the same interests as us that we just get along with so well. It's just been freaking fantastic. I've loved it. Yeah, and, you know, this this book community has been really supportive of us as well. And to, we're going to be completely honest, we didn't think anyone would want to listen to us. And um, it blows our minds each week with the amount of people that do listen in and comment that, you know, they've listened and uh, yeah. So we really do, really do love hearing that and appreciate all of the support. So first question, let's just get into it because we do have a bit to get through here. Yeah. Okay. First question we have received, when did you start reading romance and what book series made you get hooked? So for me, um, it was after the birth of my daughter Ava um so I was just suffering really bad with anxiety uh you can attest to that um Mm -hmm. all my very highly strong calls to you uh about random shit that really didn't fucking matter uh but in my head it was extremely important but anyway my one of my other best friends Alicia recommended um, a couple of books to me that she was reading. So it was the beautiful series by Jamie McGuire and looking for Alaska. And from there, it just kind of spiraled, mm. I guess, into an addiction. Mm-hmm. And here we are today. Yeah. So mine was actually the same series because I think at that time, that was when we both started reading and yeah, Alicia had referred this series to us. So that was my first series as well. I mean, at this point, we had already obviously read Fifty Shades of Grey and whatever, but we didn't actually continue on nah. in that genre. Um, but yeah, the beautiful series by Jamie McGuire was like is one of my all time favorites, and that was definitely the first one that got me hooked as well. Absolutely. Um, okay, when do you get most of your reading done, and has the pressure of reading books in time for the podcast changed that process for you? <laughs> I. <laughs> I love this question because Amanda gets really frustrated. This one of the reasons again why we started this podcast was because it was a way for Amanda to pressure me into reading all the time because I would just have breaks from reading and then I don't I have know nobody to talk. You have no one to talk to, um, <laughs> but, which is great. Now we have a whole community to talk to. I know. Um, but for me, I get majority of my reading done at night. Like once I've got the kids to bed and I've just got my own time, but I've also started like 
if I do a workout on my cross trainer, I'll read on there as well. I can, can get about half an hour worth of reading on that typically, but a lot of my reading is done overnight. I do it and which is not the best, especially if I'm binging because <laughs> then I read all freaking night. And let's just be clear. She binges a lot because she's always behind on the reading schedule. So <laughs> I am... I- I am not. I am ahead at the moment, which is so odd. And I just can't deal with being ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Look, for me, I read whenever I get the opportunity, but definitely reading at night is best because you don't have the distractions of the kids and whatever Mm. else. Yeah. So I'm always feeling very anxious when we're getting to a deadline and we're going to interview an author and Beck still reading the books. And so this season I've done it to her a couple of times and she's like, I just can't stand the anxiety. I'm like, yeah, tell me about it. Um, but yeah, I do find that the fact that like being on a deadline sometimes does take a little bit of the joy out of it because you feel really pressured to get things done or, um, mm you know, when we first started, we were getting contacted by a lot of authors saying, can you read our books? Do you want to like, would you read an arc? Would you do this? And I think we, um, I think we took way too much on at the start and it became a bit of a burden at that point, instead of something that we enjoyed. So we've definitely toned it back a little bit there, made sure that we've actually made note of when we sign up for arcs as well. Cause sometimes you're signing up for an arc, like to, plus months ahead of when it's actually going to come out. And then you don't realize that you've signed up for a couple all coming out at the same time. So Mm -hmm. we've really made sure to keep track of that. And also to really only try and take on those books um, or, you know, ones that actually intrigue us so that we enjoy it and not like feel like it's something that we have to do. Yeah. I think the other thing for me as well is I'm like a real mood reader as well. So I find it, very tricky especially if you read something that's so deep and Mm -hmm. it's very hard like to go into that next book if that's not the mood you're kind of feeling um but yeah I think we've definitely I mean you've got a whiteboard now so we're all over it we have the whiteboard (laughs) I've got a whiteboard I've got colored uh, whiteboard markers yeah I'm a very visual person so it's really uh, meeting my needs in that regard okay do you read other genres no look true crime it does intrigue me I have read a few random books when I used to do a lot of house sitting um uh but other than that no it's mainly romance I actually grew up reading um, either true crime or crime themed books, like just because that's what my mum read. So I would read, I was a huge James Pattinson, like I still do, I love the Alex Cross series, but yeah, so that's, but I haven't read that in a very long time, like anything like that. It's just a hundred percent romance now, but really dark romance. So I feel like I'm getting... (laughs) you know, my fix there. Absolutely. Okay. What book lives in your head because it's just that good? Mm, So the one book that I loved and it is a movie now is Sleepers by Lorenzo Carcaterra. It's very heartbreaking um, about, it's actually based on true events um but I read that when I was in high school and oh I just love that book if we're talking romance and I know it's like only like recent but I love the Deliverers from Evil series by Monica James mm-hmm. like I don't know that one really has stuck with me like I just loved it that's fucking awesome yeah but also the Sterling Shaw series by Sam Owens yeah um we read that we did read that one together that is such a fantastic series it's Um, good it's really good I I really enjoyed that series yeah um I like love pretty much most of the books that we featured on the podcast like obviously 
love them. That's why we featured it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will always stick with me. Um, one book just randomly like stands out outside of like the romance genre um, because it's really hard to try and pick those standouts there because mm-hmm. I just love so much of them. But it it was a book that I read when I was younger as well, Memoirs of a Geisha. It's random, I know, but it was at a house I was house sitting at. Somewhere. I think that's, you know, that's like sleepers. It's random. I couldn't, <laughs> I could never read back in the day unless something grabbed my attention like immediately. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Favorite paranormal romance book or series? Uh, so, obviously, Evelyn Maynard trilogy by Cadence Snow. Love that one. Um, I do love the Elizabeth Brown and Tori Heat book, Blood Crown. Mm-hmm. That just suits all your smutty needs. So, yeah. <laughs> so much smutty in that book. So much. So much. Um, yeah, mine mine's definitely the Evelyn Maynard trilogy by Cadence Snow. Oh, I fucking love that trilogy. It's so it's good. So freaking amazing. Oh, my God. Um, okay. I do love that one. Okay. So if you could live or exist in one chapter of your favorite book, being the lead character, which would it be? This was actually really easy for me to answer. I would be Penn from the Academy of Stardom and in particular... I would want to be in the dance off with Dax. Like, yeah. yeah. That that scene, I think that's because like that, you know, my background is dance. I grew up dancing. And then, but that scene in freestyle really grabbed me. And I instantly was like, I'm gonna love this freaking book. But who yeah. doesn't love a dance off? Oh, I mean a dance off. Hello. <laughs> uh, so Academy of Stardom B page, um, I have two that mm-hmm. stick out just at the moment, but, you know, I would choose a lot more. Uh, it would be Academy of Stardom, but it would be Penn dancing with York and Zeno in front of the Gianna Day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know what's happening there. <laughs> if you haven't read it, you need to read it. It's. I just want to be Penn. <laughs> In all of the books. All of the books. Yeah, exactly. The oh. other one is obvious, like I think it's pretty obvious, but I would be Hades walking down on the dock between the um between the shipping containers with all my snipers on the roof, just taking out all my enemies while I'm just walking along in my leather cat suit, just like being a total badass. Uh, not even worrying about all not even worrying about all the bodies just yeah. falling around. Yeah. It's that's- so funny because whenever I read anything that has that kind of scene in it straight away I'm like oh god man just gonna be swooning over this <laughs> no don't lie straight away you're imagining me in it like oh yeah totally imagine Amanda don't. <laughs> I don't have you <laughs> yes you do straight away I can tell <laughs> oh god okay who is your ultimate longest standing book boyfriend Look, you can only have one in this question. So just be quiet now. <laughs> you can just have one. Be quiet now. Okay. Uh, my book persona is a bit of a slut and <laughs> she likes to have variety. So no, we don't, we don't stick to one. Okay. We go by the white shoes. Okay. But if you have. I just keep adding to my harem. There is no. You can add to your harem, but. Someone in your harem has to be the main dude. No, <laughs> they don't. I would like to sample all of them. She's refusing to answer, friends. She's refusing to answer. I do. That's what I'm saying. It's a hashtag why choose for me. I live a vicarious life in my book persona, and that oh. is that I don't have a favourite. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I do. Um, Dax from the Academy of Stardom by B Page is my number one boyfriend of all time. And he, it doesn't matter what, like how many, if I, you know, change my harem up, Dax will always be in my harem to the point that, you know, even my husband recognizes that we're in the make-believe relationship with Dax. I mean, that doesn't sound fucking weird at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, God. Which author would you most like to mind trick into telling you all of the real endings of their books? None. I, yeah, no, I, I go into everything. I read blind. I don't want to know what the book's about. If someone tells me like, this is a great book and by someone, I mean you, says you need to read it. I'll just read it. Um, but I, I, I don't want to know as much as like, I think there's like, I know we always like, Oh, give us exclusives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of them are, are cool, but if, if you spoil it and tell me the ending. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, look, I like exclusives after the fact, like in our episode with um, Kelly Stock or B Page when she gave us exclusives about alternate endings and stuff like that. Yes. I, as much as I would love certain spoilers, like, you know how much I love a good surprise. Yeah. Like, I fucking love it. And I, yeah, I think I would be absolutely gutted if I knew the ending or like the surprise twist or whatever, like that would devastate me. I do love our text message history though sometimes where I'll be always like, oh my God, is this going to happen? Don't tell me. What about this? Don't tell me. No, no, I couldn't. I, I know. would gutted if I found out before. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer to read your best books or watch them brought to life on TV? I think I would love to see them brought to life, but only if it was done right. I think yeah. If it's going to be put on TV, I think it would need to be put into a series and not a movie because a lot of the time when they put into movies, just so much is missed out. Whereas if it's in a mm-hmm. series, I feel like they can truly get they like, can all the good parts. Yeah. Um, look, I'm there for it, but like I would hate for it. I would hate for them to change the story. Mm. Um, and I still need to read the book. Yeah, like I don't just want it to be a TV series. I need the book as well. The books, are, yeah, the books are always the books are always better. But I think it would just be really disappointing if I was like, oh, they've changed that, and I don't really like that. Or even I would need to be part of the casting. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like I mean, sure. that's a given. If it was brought to life, I'm a part of the casting and probably <laughs> a part of the script writing team. Uh, so I've got, to, I've got to sign off on that as well. I'm basically the producer. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> obviously, that's how that's happening. But yeah, so that's the only the only way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do mums at the school gate know you run a smutty book club for the world? No. <laughs> cool. No, my they don't. But I don't think I would care if they knew. Like, it's not like I've deliberately hidden it from them no. it's just that I'm a fairly anti-social person except for with people I like so if I haven't formed a relationship with them yeah, yeah you're not t- you're not dive- yeah so I uh, was going through these questions and Chris said to me here is well that's easy no because you don't even do school pick up or drop off <laughs> true true so that's why they don't know yep Obviously, you want to be hackers and snipers aside from that dream. Obviously. Thank you for recognising that, friends. Thank you. (laughs) Have either of you thought or tried writing yourselves? And that's actually, we've got two questions about that. Someone also asked, yeah, would we ever consider writing a book Mm. together? Um, We've been asked that a couple of times. Mm. Uh, (laughs) I think it's because people can see how fucked up our minds would be and they're like, imagine (laughs) that they were right um imagine I, come out of those minds no I don't want to um I no. did write a I was thinking I'm like I did write a short story for English when I was in year 12 and it was it had an epic cliffhanger it was one of those it was a story how um it was a bit kind of home alone-ish we were going on a holiday and then you know I we get on this plane and then it starts crashing. But then like you, I wake up and it ends on, it's a dream, but it ends like with the mom waking the daughter up to get ready for the holiday. And I'm like, Oh my God. Anyway, that's, that's final destination. Kind of, it's kind it's of final like destination that. mixed with home alone. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to Amanda's point, 
I would kill everyone off. And it would be the smuttiest book you've ever read if Amanda wrote it. Yeah, look, I I just don't feel like I've got the um, patience to write a book. I want someone else to do that for me so I can read it. That's what I'm into um, because yeah. I feel like I would just have a really shitty day and then like whatever storyline we'd come up with, I'd be like, no, fuck that character. I'd just kill them. He's a bastard. No, no redeeming him now. And because we we are just, our moods are like, who knows what we're going to get on a given day. We have a bad day and you're going to read about it in that chapter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think it would be a good idea. But, hey, if, ever, if we get enough love for it, maybe we will. We can't promise that it won't be traumatic. <laughs> But we can promise. <laughs> Imagine if we wrote a book together, we would both end up in a mental institution by the end. <laughs> Have a breakdown. What is this shit? Like, I feel like you know. I think I think it would definitely sell. It would be so traumatic and violent and graphic, and we'd probably get arrested. <laughs> It wouldn't be, it would get banned on Amazon. Let's put it that way. We wouldn't be. Yeah. No. Yeah. Build your own pick a mix harem. You can have, so we did get one where it was like, you can have just three, which I blame you for, for limiting <laughs> take last um, when we spoke to her. Um, so, but then we also got one that says you can pick three, but one from a paranormal side of things and one from a contemporary side of things. So, yeah. Go. So, paranormal. Oh, look. I did have Alec, Josh, and Ethan from the Evelyn Maynard yeah. series by Cadence Snow. Yeah. But I think I'm going to have to drop. Ethan and add in Atlas from no I know Broken Bonds from Broken Bonds by Jay Bree and only because of we just like we're reading that now and yeah so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to cut Ethan I'm gonna have Alec Josh and Atlas for my paranormal yeah what about your paranormal Paranormal. I'm going Josh from Evelyn Maynard. I'm going Malachi from Blood Crown because he's an incubus. And I'm not going to pass that up. And I'm going to go for Atlas as well because, oh, it's just like the perfect mix of like sweet and spicy. So he's all there for Mm -hmm. me. So that's my mix. And for for contemporary, Dax, duh. Um, Maverick from the Harley Quinn crew series by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti. And obviously Zeddy Bear by Tate James. Yeah, look, it's really cutting me deep that I have to cut it down to three. So <laughs> thank you, Emmy, and also Gabby. Uh, but that's fine. I guess we'll have to. Um, I'm definitely going mad from Harley Quinn crew uh, by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti. I'm going Lucas from the Hades crew. Now, I wanted to, uh, from the Hades series by Tate James. Now, I wanted to explain this because I've really thought about it because uh, I definitely love Zed. But this is the thing. I can't pass up the Anaconda. And at the end of the day, he also can dance. Uh, he can pole dance. So we know he's got the moves in bed. Secondly, he's very agreeable. So I'm almost positive I could get him to get a dick piercing. So... That's why I've chosen him. Uh, Doesn't Maverick have one? Can't you just make do with that? Does Maverick have a dick piercing? Hmm, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like he does. I don't care. And no. Okay, we just. I'm sorry. Can't I just make do with one? Oh, I'm sorry. No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you Um, should. Is Zeno from Academy of Surprises? This yeah well look I really thought hard about this and to be honest there's also a reason and it has to do with his um bachata dancing and how hot that is right. and, um yeah. because it particularly reminds me of uh Magic Mike and in particular a dancer in Magic Mike um 
Okay. You know who we're talking about here. Oh, well, we do. It's my favorite dancer. His name is Ned. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ned Zayner. So he is one of my favorites. I do, but he's probably my top favorite from Magic Mike Live, um, which does surprise Beck because normally I don't go for the dark. You don't, hip. but it's all in the hips. Clearly. It's all in the hips. All yes. The hips. Yes. So anyway, let's just hope he never listens to this. I don't know how he would. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah. Well, I was very surprised with um with Sino. Actually, I'm really surprised with your whole harem. Hmm. Well, I like to surprise you. I like to keep you on <laughs> your toes. I know. When I read it, I'm like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas doesn't surprise me. You've always no. loved Lucas. Where <laughs> I was like, come on, torture him more. Kill him off. Um, okay. Who wins cock off 21? This is going to be Knox from Kings of Chaos by Eva Ashwood. Mm-hmm. He also has a piercing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just that, that crazy one. Mm-hmm. So I need a little bit of crazy in my life sometimes. Yeah. What about you? Vaughn uh, from Savage Vandals by Heather Long. Mm, yeah, mm. I can see that. I mean, I'm not passing that up for sure. No, no, straight up. As soon as we got that question, I'm like, Tuh. I know. Vaughan. Okay. What are the top five scenes that got you so hot and bothered you had to jump your husband? Oh, didn't even have to think about these. These live rent free in my mind always. Number one, the base. Well, I've combined these two together because I'm like, well, they're from the same book, so it's one. Um, the basement scene. Oh, and you're the- cheating. I'm not cheating. I can do what I want. So <laughs> you now cheated. you can do what you wanted. You now cheated. you can. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> the basement scene and the rooftop scene from Academy of Stardom. Like, yeah. If you've read it, you fucking know what I'm talking about. Like. This is why, this is why Dax is my number one. Oh my God. That rooftop scene from Academy of Stardom is definitely in my top five. I cannot get past that. That that is is everything. So hot. Okay. There's actually a theme to, and I mean, you'll probably pick it up, but there's a theme to my favorite scenes. So it'd be interesting to see if the people have read these books, if you pick up on it. The second one is, and I've said this before a thousand times, Dinner's Ready, Zed, Cass, and Hades Club 22. Again, I don't need to say anymore. No. Oh. So my next one is also from the Hades series, but it's the Timber group scene. Mm-hmm. After Lucas does his little pole dance and then, oh, my God, that scene that followed. Damn, if you haven't read it, you need to go and read that immediately. Yes, that was <sighs> intense. I really needed to have a drink after that scene. Um, number three for me is the cherry pie bonus chapter in the Evelyn Maynard trilogy. I do love the- that one. It is oh, Cadence, come on now. Come oh, on. Calm down. Calm down, Cadence. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Mine is the group scene from Queen of Anarchy by Eva Ashwood. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's intense. Number four is um, now this is a book that we actually haven't had on the podcast yet, but I'm so keen. We read this so long ago. Um, it's the dinner party in the Enthrall series by Vanessa Ewings and yep. with Cameron when he's punishing Mia. Yeah, look, that makes my list as well. Anyway, guys, (laughs) when I tell you this is a, like, top-level BDSM book, I'm telling you, you read it, like, now. It is. Cameron Cole, stop. Cameron Cole. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. I need to move on from there. My thoughts are going haywire. Uh, My next one is the group scene in Corrode by um, Sarah Bailey. So it's not out yet, Corrode. It's the third book in the Mm -hmm. four series, but the group scene in that. I'm just realising that my top five has a uh, common theme as well. Yeah, 
my group scenes <laughs> they're all group scenes and then my fifth one is actually um the group well it's the group scene in chaos by sarah bailey but it's a particular part yeah yeah group scene. yeah so yeah, that too I'm there but again, if if you've read these books, you clearly know what gets me going. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you were a chair, what celebrity would you want to sit in you and what kind of chair would you be? Yes, look, I did have to put a lot of thought into this. Um, I would be one of those, and I've got one in my room, but and this is why I would lo- like one of those big round swivel chairs. Mm-hmm the big comfy ones um and I would have now look it's kind of like I would have Jensen Ackles that is Dean Winchester yeah supernatural like he he's he's been my hall pass for like 20 years Dean Winchester then I would have Chris Evans either as Chris Evans or Captain America yeah um, I would have Tom Hiddleston as Loki mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or actually just him. I mean, have you seen him dance? Like, I know I send you those TikToks. Of him dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God. He's so fun. And then I would have Jamie Byrne from the Dallas Stars hockey player. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, it's a good, uh, mixture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'd all be on that big round comfy chair. Yeah. Look. If I was a chair, what I want to be is one of those. Um, so, like, firstly, I'm on a tropical island. I like mm-hmm. to set the scene. So I'm on a tropical island. I'm in one of those resorts, and I'm like one of those sunken down, like square chairs. Like it's like cushioned yeah. okay. all the way around. It's sunken down, and it's got a fire pit in the middle. So you've yeah. still got space around around the fire pit, but that's the type of chair I am. Um, now, and I'm next to a pool as well for the ambiance. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, what it said? What type? I need to. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Explain what I am. Um, you know, I would have Chad Michael Murray as Lucas from One Tree Hill because that is my ultimate. Yep. Cars, Lucas mm-hmm. from One Tree Hill. Uh, actually, like we went on a. Um, trip to the u.s together and we did a road trip and we specifically went to covington to see the vampire diaries and then we drove across to wilmington in north carolina just so we could stalk all the houses where one tree hill was filmed so yeah, yeah. And we were so devastated when we went to the basketball court and they had demolished it i know that was gutting that was gutting <laughs> uh, but we did see like lots of really cool places we did go to lucas's house we did, and Brooks House, yeah. and um, the bridge. We went to the bridge, and we went to Nathan's, house. Nathan's house when Nathan had become a pro basketballer, and Nathan's house prior to that. Yes, we did. Uh, okay, so I have him. I want Ian Summerholder when he was Damon, um, Mark Wahlberg from Shooter, and also Chris Evans. Interesting, interesting lineup you have there. Mm-hmm. Mm. okay okay so this is a two-part question fuck marry kill the madison kate boys okay so i'm gonna fuck steel and marrying mm-hmm. cody and i'm gonna kill archer okay cool i'm gonna fuck cody i'm gonna marry steel and i'm gonna kill archer yeah yeah mm-hmm. i see it and then the second part is fuck marry kill the hades boys so I'm going to fuck Zed, marry Lucas and kill Cass. Sorry, Cass, but you already died once. So <laughs> I'm going to fuck Cass because stop. Uh, marry Zed and kill Lucas. I mean, yeah, he'd just annoy me. You're missing out on a good dick down, but whatever. Am I though? You he, are. He's not you a are. He's not in my favorite top five scenes. Yeah, sure. Okay. What's your favorite pickup line? <laughs> Look, I don't have pickup line because it's been that long since I've had to date. And I don't think I've ever used a pickup line in my life. No. I like I'd be extremely terrible at it because I'd be awkward <laughs> as fuck. I um, know. But 
I think definitely <laughs> the pickup lines that Lockie shared with us. Oh, Lockie Curry's pickup lines. Oh that, my God. That's what I'd have to default to. And I still would be very terrible at them because I would just giggle and blush the whole time. <laughs> but definitely his little toe pickup line was the I best. Know. I loved the shark one. <laughs> like you were shark because I've got some swimmers for you to swallow. <laughs> oh, sorry, but this is going to make you laugh. So. Um, I told my mom. <laughs> oh my god! I told my mom that, and like I was like telling her about these pickup lines, and she was like, "I don't, I don't understand. What do you mean?" <laughs> and then my dad was like, <laughs> oh my god, I was like, like, you know, like the swimmers, it's like sperm. I'm like, oh, oh when you say it like that, it's not hot. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, the fact that you've got to actually like clarify what it means takes the whole thing out of it anyway. No. no. Okay. But and a shark because sharks eat swimmers. <laughs> I love that it had to be broken down. It had to be broken down. It did. It did. Okay. Three fun facts about yourself. Okay, so I would really love to be a wedding dress model. Like that's my ideal job. Like if I didn't have to worry about money, I would like to model all the wedding dresses. Wait, are we? And so we're assuming this is actually a job. Like oh, it's a, a job. You just make. You're just gonna do it. I mean, like, where do they get all the pictures for the for the magazines? That's true. Someone's okay. gonna do it. You don't want to be just a model. You just want to be a wedding dress model. I just want to model wedding dresses. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many pretty ones out there. I just want to wear them all. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, um, growing up, I was obsessed with killer whales uh, to the point. When you say growing up, you mean still. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I made my parents fully deck out my entire room with killer whale stuff. And I even had like killer whale wallpaper. Like I was that obsessed. Um, and I really wanted to become a marine biologist. And I did, I did study a little bit for it, but then I just wanted to be one so I could just swim with killer whales all day. Yeah, let's be clear. You didn't want to be a marine biologist. You wanted to be a person that swam with killer whales. But you know what? When I was like that obsessed and when the internet actually came about, and this is really showing how old we are, I used to do all this research on killer whales and I found this program that would let you, you could adopt a killer whale, much like you adopted a tiger. Yeah. But my mom and dad wouldn't let me adopt one. So. Oh, that's devastating. Now let's just be clear. Um, for a little while there, Actually, I'm not even sure we've passed the phase, but um, Beck did, Beck believes that she can speak whale. <laughs> um, I'd really think about it, but then I'm thinking, you know what? I, oh, know. I can. I don't think we ever moved out of it. <laughs> We're still in there. We're still a part of that phase. Yeah. So I guess if you imagine like Dory or finding Dory talking to the whale. I knew what was being said. That is her talking whale. That's that talking whale. Um, yep. I love tomato sauce and I put it on everything, including lasagna, spaghetti bolognese. If I'm going to have a pie, I like to put tomato sauce on it three times. So you put the sauce on the top, you eat the top, you put the sauce in the meat, you eat the meat, and then you put the sauce in the base. So yeah, I'm obsessed with tomato sauce. Mm, yeah. But I mean, I am too. That's not, um, that's like not abnormal to me. So, but sacrilege to a lot of people. Like you don't hear that. The weird ones. Um, I am a massive, massive Marvel fan. Like I, even to the point where I've watched all the movies as they come out multiple times, but I've also last lockdown because I had nothing to do, I watched all the movies in timeline order, which mm. isn't actually the chronological order that they come out. Yeah, and right. so when Amanda told me randomly one day that she was watching one of the Avengers movies, I'm like, how can you watch it? You haven't watched the others. You cannot watch these out of order. What are you doing? Like it really affects me. And 
my biggest like my favoriteest item of clothing is my sequined Captain America sweater. Yeah. It's my favorite. It, it when I wear it, it just brings me all the joy. Yeah, look, I'm not as obsessed with Marvel movies. In fact, yeah, I mean, like they're they're background movies for me. So like I'm doing something. Oh my else god, I think I'm having a think I'm having an aneurysm. And so like a lot of the time I watch the background movie. I haven't watched like any of the other ones or like in any particular order. So I have to message back and be like, what, what are they talking about? Like, what does this mean? And yeah, it's quite frustrating for her, but it's I mean, frustrating because you haven't watched the other movies. And also I, I feel haven't. like our friendship is probably over now. So. <laughs> I mean, you've known this for a while. Let's not pretend this is new information. For oh you. my goodness. I just can't. I just can't. Uh, another fun fact, I absolutely love swimming. <laughs> In fact, if I'm going to go to a hotel, I like to pick them out based on what their pool is like. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. Even when we travel for work, she's like, do they have a pool? Do they have a pool? Even if we don't have time to use it, do they, do they have a pool? Uh, my last fun fact is I'm obsessed with ice hockey. Um, so I go for the Dallas Stars, obviously, because Jamie Ben's in my on my couch. Name one useless talent you have. I can tap dance. <laughs> Mine would be handstands. Handstands and cartwheels, because I love doing them. And I'm really terrible at them. So it's not really a talent. Yeah, right. I thought you were good at them. You rated yourself five or four and a half out of five. Yeah, that's my own rating scale. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So we got another one, which was like 10 book boyfriends. So we could expand on our three from before. So I'll go because I've written mine down. Have you written yours down? No, because like I was just, just overwhelming. Yeah, well, not for me. I told you I like to just go you along. You said, no, why choose? And now you've got 10. Yeah, exactly. And if somebody asked me for 20, I could name them too. That's what I'm saying. I could just add and add and add. So obviously I've already got Mav, Zeno and Lucas. So I'm going to add Ash and Knox from the Kings of Chaos series, uh, or sorry, from the Kings of Chaos by Eva Ashwood. Um, Leon from the Dancer in the Masks by B Page, Steel from the Madison Kate series by Tate James. I'm going to add Zed from Hades by Tate James as well. I'm going to add him in now. I've got some extra room. Prescott for the from the Four Horsemen series by Sarah Bailey and Punky. All right. I'm going to add, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to do the 10 now. I'm just going to do the 10 now. Go. All right. Who who have I got? I've got Dax number one. Dax. Yes. Maverick. Zed, Alec, Josh, Chase from the Harley Quinn Crew series. Oh, God. Oh, I need to add him in. Damn, I'm going to go to 11 now. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't do that. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm going to chuck in York because I'm a sucker for a tap dancer out of Academy of Stardom. Yep. All right, I've got three more. Brad Punky in yet? No, not yet, but I will add Punky now because stop it. Stop it. Everyone needs Punky in there. They're 10. Um, oh, I'm going to add in um, Atlas. Oh, yes. Atlas. Oh, who's going to get my final one? Who's going to get my final one? I'm going to give my final one. Oh, my God, to Leon from The Dancer in the yes. Mask. Oh, yes, totally. My 10. Love it. Okay, so I did get some um, anonymous questions specifically for you as well. So that's convenient. Yeah. Everybody (laughs) wants to know about Beck. Um, And so I want to help them find out more about her. So the first question is Would you rather be whipped or whip somebody? Oh. Apparently our listeners are a bit kinky. <laughs> they really are. Oh, my goodness. That's a really hard one. Welcome, kinky listeners. You're in the right place. Is it? 
Oh, okay. I think I think I'm going to go with being whipped because I don't think I could actually do it to like I don't think I could I would be so worried I'd hurt someone. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Thank you for oh, well. <laughs> Funnily enough, I also got some anonymous questions for you as well. Mhm. Mhm. Is it true that you cheat while reading? That is completely incorrect. It's just because um, I'm being measured against somebody that's extremely slow at reading. And so whilst my like level of reading, my pace of reading is considered normal to most, um, when you're judging it against somebody that's extremely slow, it seems like it's really fast. My eyes don't move that quickly. <laughs> oh, you need to train them more. <laughs> Okay. Do right. some, you need to do some eye exercises, clearly. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, gosh, guys, calm down. Um, <laughs> would you rather have your hair pulled or your back scratched? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. These kinky listeners. Um, <clears throat> my back scratched. Oh, okay. She likes a bit rough, eh? I, I like the pain, apparently. <laughs> the yeah. Okay. This is a follow-on from that first question. Is it true that you only read the dialogue? <laughs> um, no, that is completely incorrect because I oh. cannot stand not knowing everything. In fact, you know this about me. So I feel like I would be gutted if I missed something. Actually, the the Deliverers from Evil trilogy by Monica James, because it starts off with a lot of heavy Irish slang. And I started that before Amanda and I messaged her. I said, hey, cheater, you won't be able to get away with it. Just reading the dialogue of this one. These are little lies that she tells herself so she can feel better. The readers are obviously, the listeners, are list- they know, they don't too. They want to know how you're getting through all of these books. Yeah, right. Okay, sure. Okay. Um, hmm, let me just go through these lists, see which one. Oh, oh, okay, guys. That's a bit risky. No, I can't ask that. Okay, no, we'll move past that one. You're <laughs> I mean, why, why back down now? We already know that I would like to be whipped and scratched. <laughs> would you rather have a cupboard full of sex toys or kinky outfits? Oh, that's a good one. It is a good one. Hmm. I'm going to go with the sex toys because the outfits are just going to end up on the floor anyway. Like I would rather spend the money on the, the sex toys and then you know, there's things we can both enjoy. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Thank you. Thank you. For um, okay. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Okay. What are the types of scenes that really get you going that you have in your finger vault? Oh, God. Look, a lot of them are quite aggressive. <laughs> Um, look, there's a particular scene in Corrode by Sarah Bailey. Um, obviously I can't tell you what it is because the book's not out yet, but once you read the book and you get to the scene in the tattoo chair, yes. Uh, also I can clarify that I do like Knox from Kings of Chaos, uh, Viper from Within Obsession and Lies. Um, So what we're seeing here, friends, is a theme with blood play. Yeah, and I guess, like, there's knife play involved, there's rope play. I mean, and there's a lot of stuff going on there, and, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have sex in the shower or on the kitchen table? Jesus Christ, in the shower. You know I'm a sucker for a good hot bathroom scene. I'm sorry, especially especially if it's a public bathroom. Like, <laughs> come on now. And this... this the voyeurism, guys. Yeah, this came from 
the naily scene in one tree hill that is where my love for a bathroom scene came from so authors if you're listening <laughs> please store the bathroom sex yeah the- and then it was also uh backed up by sex life on netflix like those bathroom scenes there like oh god mm. thank you what's one book or series that surprised you the most i'm gonna say like it was probably the um deliverers from evil trilogy because Mm -hmm. when i read the blurb and i saw that it was like an irish mafia type thing and there was a lot of irish kind of slang and stuff just in the blurb alone i was like "Mm, i'm not sure i haven't read anything like that before but like we said when we spoke with monica like we could tell that she was a person she was our hashtag tribe so mm-hmm. we had to try it out and then I just all of a sudden got addicted to Irish slang mm, I was yeah. All for it. yeah um I I think for for me I really was surprised with um love triggered by Denver Rose yes. because the harem in that is already established Yes, and, no, love insight, love insight. Oh, love insight, sorry. Yes, love insight yep. by Denver Rose. Yeah, and it was already established and how that would, yeah, I'd never read anything like that before. I did like that. I did like the difference mm-hmm. there. Also, like talking about my finger bolt scenes, like I'm pretty sure there's going to be a few of them in um, Blood of the Saints by Denver Rose when that comes out, just from the teasers that we've seen. Uh, mm-hmm. I think those types of psychos are going to be my brand of psycho. So yeah, I'm keen for that too. Mm-hmm. All right. Would you rather have unbelievable sex that lasts 10 minutes or average sex that lasts a couple of hours? Obviously the 10 minute sex. Obviously, right. Obviously. I mean, I'm, not in, I'm not in it for a marathon. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's a purpose. We yeah. Get it. Yeah. If you were a potato, how would you like to be cooked? So I'm going to be a potato skin. Um, and like so obviously I'll have bacon, jack cheese, sour cream, and shallots on top mm. of me as well. Yes. So what about you? What what type of potato would you be? I would I would have to be like just a really perfectly cooked, crispy baked potato. Yeah. But like with rock salt. With rock salt. Oh. Real, really crispy. Yes. So good. So good. Yeah. What is your favorite go-to snack? Maltesers. Oh my God. I love a good Malteser. Yeah. It's just like the chocolate, the crunchy, the malt. Mm. Mm. But I'm obsessed with Jaquito balls now too. I do have a packet. I have one packet left. I don't know how you've kept it. I just would have devoured them. I know. I would. I was going to eat them tonight, and then I forgot they were there. So now this this has come from a listener, Amanda. So you cannot put this on me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Do you ever shorten your name to Mandy? Fuck off. <laughs> I cannot believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. She knows. She knows I don't like Mandy. This is from I don't have any against the name Mandy, but it is not my name. I don't. I don't do that. I don't shorten it. No, I don't. Just like you don't shorten Rebecca to Becky. Okay. She knows this is a sore point for me, guys. She knows. <laughs> you are just unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> You're out of control. Would you rather send a naughty picture to your accidentally to your dad or your boss? <laughs> My boss. <laughs> Now, you've seen Titanic, right? 
Of course. Okay. Okay, cool. Now, this is probably the biggest movie controversy of all time, but do you think Jack could fit on that door? Of course he could. He could, right? <laughs> There's enough room on there. <laughs> oh, my God. There was totally enough room on that there door. There was totally enough room. Yeah, I know. Something I'll never get over that movie, honestly. That was that was heartbreaking. Really sad. I'm still trying to figure out what the happy ever after was in all that. Yeah. There wasn't one. There wasn't. <laughs> she settled. <laughs> Rose settled. <laughs> um, did you cry in that movie? No. <sighs> did you? Of course. No, I didn't. I'm a normal person. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, we do know that B Page does have a challenge out to like make me cry. Mm. In the next I hope she achieves it. She came close. She came close in Dance from the Masks. She came close in the Academy of Sound too, but really close in the Dance from the Masks. Well, I don't know. There's a. I feel like she'll definitely make you cry. So she has written a story in um, the Brutal Boys of Devil on Devil's Night anthology, which comes out soon. And hers is called Onyx Hearted Bastards. And it is a prequel novella to a series about the Callus crew, which you meet in the Academy of Stardom series. So I've read it. You haven't read it yet. But I think once you read it and you see what that series is going to be like, I reckon she's going to make you cry in that series. I look forward to it. I'm very excited. Well, I look forward to it too, guys, because honestly, uh, if there's ever a time that I get to see Bet cry, it's like it's a real good time for me. Because I just don't cry. I cry. I'm sorry. I was a sobbing mess at the 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 series finale of Supernatural. I even FaceTimed you to show you my sobbing mess. This is what it's come to with our relationship because, yeah, the times that she does cry is so far and few between that I make her call me every time she cries just so that I can witness. You the can experience. Be part of it. I can yeah, be yeah. a part of it. And she does. She's a good friend. She does include me in the experience when she cries. I do. I don't want you to miss out. No. And the other thing is, she's not much of a hugger, but on her husband's 40th birthday, she was extremely intoxicated and she <laughs> hugged me a lot of times. And I am a massive hugger. So, like, those memories will forever live in my mind. <laughs> It was one of the best nights of my life. She just gave me all these hugs. It was probably the creepiest thing you've ever said to me, but I was like, <laughs> and you like had me in your embrace. <laughs> like, no, no, you had me in your embrace. <laughs> you, you were hugging me. You're like, this That's is so the worst good. moment ever. Because <laughs> I was in full, full-blown Beck mode at that point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. So I don't know, um, like obviously for anybody in Australia, but also any international friends, uh, I feel like you need to start planning now for Babe 2023, which is in Sydney. Uh, Start planning like a family trip or something that just coincides with those dates that you can, you know, come in or, you know, a personal trip, whatever. Uh, And then you'll get to see Beck. Beck mode. In Beck mode an experience it's an an experience and just trust me it is it is you want to be there for it (laughs) and this is the last question that came through and um it's really lovely but (laughs) how is beck so awesome (laughs) they're asking you look it's hard to put into words um just how lovely she is. When I think about it and I think of those long weekends that we spend together where she's ghosting me because I've committed a false felony against her, I just think, oh. Could we just say what the ghosting, like I send you ghost emojis or me with a filter as a ghost on. <laughs> Yeah, so what happens is... I'm um, not actually ghosting you. 
ghost mode. You ghost me. You go into ghost mode. Um, yeah. When I have committed these crimes against you that you have imagined. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, we just move on from it. And that is the nature of a best friendship, really, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys, we are going to get out of lockdown soon. So um, we'll be able to film some more TikToks together, uh, possibly under the influence of alcohol. So you just don't know what you're going to see because it will be like smutty book readers gone wild. Mm-hmm. That's all we've got for this week. Thank you for listening. It's been fun. Bye. Bye.